Welcome back to the Geekiverse Show. My name is Josiah. I'm here with Lauren, Jeff, and Pete. We are talking about uh, the Batman vs. Superman trailer that just uh, aired recently and uh, Dawn of Justice coming in the spring. That being said, initial thoughts and reactions. Uh, there's, there's a few things we haven't seen before, but I feel like there's not much left uh, to be unturned. Lauren, we'll start with you. I'm going to be uh, probably a very unpopular opinion here. However, I am very excited about um, Jesse Eisenberg, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as, as Lex Luthor. I know that um, we kind of talked about this before when we were at home, and you were like, well, Lex Luthor's supposed to be this, like, more macho guy. Yeah, he's a macho guy. guy. You know, you think of him as a tough guy, maybe a little bit more. But more I love Jesse. He, from the trailer, he looks on the edge of, you know, It'll psychotic. Be Kevin Spacey. I think it was Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg, you love him or hate him, I think. Maybe I think there is know. an in-between. Well, he's kind of that guy where he almost always plays, like, the exact same tone of a character. Like, he's playing, like, different characters, but it's, like, the same tone and stuff. So, um, with regards to that, like, always that little goofiness. I always I had the theory that Mark it, Zuckerberg know? was an evil guy anyway, so there you go. <laughs> no, but I don't know. I'm just really excited to see how he is with it. I think I agree with that. I, I really like, uh, I, when I heard he was going to be Lex Luthor, I was like, Come on, I mean, he's this skinny little guy, he's, he's what, 28, he might be a few years older. Anyway, it just didn't seem to line up with me, and seeing the long hair is almost comical to me. I mean, he looks like a kid in, in a band that, you know, I would play a show with. Uh, you used to have hair like that at one point. No, 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 My, mine was much different, but... Insert photo here. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I, I think it's going to be good, it, it's, it's unique. But, Jeff, initial thoughts and reactions on this? Uh, for the trailer, it, you know, we didn't see necessarily a lot new of her, but I continue to be really excited for Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Me I think, too. I think she's got the look down fan being perfect. She is, yeah. They, they yeah. Have, have they ever, has, has there been a good Wonder Woman transition, yes. like, I don't know. There was a TV show. Linda I, Carter. Okay, that was the name. I couldn't remember her name. Oh, no. It, you Linda guys Carter, were yes. like negative 20 years old. No, I, he's, out, he's right. Linda Carter was a fantastic Wonder Woman in uh, her TV show. But I think, so it's yeah, been a while regardless. Yeah, I think Gal Gadot is going to be the perfect combination of a very feminine superhero, but also a very empowering superhero, too. She looks the part. Mm -hmm. She, I, I like the costume. I know, I know nothing about the Wonder Woman movie. I think that's gonna be awesome. I'm really excited. For that. Honestly, <laughs> so, I think I might be more excited for that standalone Wonder Woman movie than Dawn of Justice. To be perfectly honest. See where this. Um, I've got a few thoughts on this movie being rushed, but we'll come back to that. Uh, Pete, which, which movie being rushed? Wonder Woman uh, or, the, or Dawn of Justice? Dawn of Justice. When I say rushed, I mean in in terms of of timeline. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah. Not in terms of production. No. Gear, no. Gear, yeah. No. And we'll come back to that. Um, what's I, the first thing that pops in your mind when you see this trailer? I'm just not getting it. You know, like. Is it too unfocused? I, I don't know what the storyline is. There's the there's the weird moment where, uh, which I've read someplace that it's. Uh, it's a flashbacky dream sequency thing where he he drops down inside the thing and then all the soldiers kind of get down and genuflect as he walks down. Yeah. Like I know they're going for the um, Superman as God uh, imagery and so you know that's the whole the whole idea behind it is these these you know, Batman's fighting him because Superman can't have all this power and stuff like that. What so I I don't. I'm I'm worried that it's gonna be all over the place. Um, I haven't right. seen anything to contradict that in the in the new trailer or anything like that. And, and um, that's what so, I mean by unfocused. It just seems like, and for better or worse, uh, like a hundred cameos. Just who you know, which which heroes and villains can we pluck to put in this? Maybe one on one. And I think what I'm saying in terms of being rushed is. Marvel built up to the Avengers movie by movie and I think Avengers don't quote me on this I think it was about the fifth or sixth movie in that cinematic universe it, it wasn't the second we only have Man of Steel in this DC universe so far right. now we'll have Suicide Squad we'll have um, Wonder Woman we'll have probably a standalone Batman movie at some point I, you gotta imagine I think they've confirmed that already yes so I, I just feel like it was the pressure to be like oh my goodness Avengers yeah. 
is selling so well right now. We've got to have a collaboration, and we've got to do it quickly. And I don't yeah. think it was that time sensitive. I, I know time is money, and I know you have to be on the hot topic, but I, I think this stuff is here to stay for the foreseeable future. Um, and that's what I'm saying with the unfocused. It just seems like, let's grab Batman, let's grab Superman. Even though it's a Superman sequel, I would have much rather seen a Superman sequel by himself, maybe a cameo from Batman at the end. Uh, if you're rebooting Batman, which you are, I, I think a Batman movie, again, to introduce this Batman in this universe and where he is in his career. And it's and a very different Batman from younger Batman, which you could say was Christian Bale, Michael Keaton. All totally. Right. And this could, in essence, be a continuation from that, even though Absolutely. it's not. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm at with it. I mean, I am very interested to see this movie. Yeah. I thought the trailer was okay, and Lauren's right. I might be, and Jeff, actually, I might be most interested in Wonder Woman and Lex Luthor. The, the, trouble, with, <clears throat> the trouble with your theory, your idea of that, is that it's really a two-year turnaround. For one of these movies, right in the in the slot of things. So if you're talking about doing a, a Superman sequel and then a Batman first movie before you get that, this movie doesn't show up for six years down the line. And at that point in time, Ben Affleck is like Bat Grandpa, you know, like, <laughs> which he arguably is now. <laughs> and, and I I guess that that's what they're kind of going for. I mean, he, it is. like the older Batman. We talked about that. He he looks old. I didn't think you this know, was contingent on on. Ben Affleck being Batman. It's like, goodness, wait a little bit. And Henry Cavill as Superman, he's, he looks like he'll, he'll age just fine. Yeah. Uh, so I think they could have waited. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously I'm not making those decisions, and I could be blown away come April when this movie drops, and I hope I am. But I, I'm I, not sure I'm I hope I am too. But I, I, like, I don't think I'm going to get there. Man of Steel didn't do it for me. I haven't had a, a real good Superman movie experience you know, through the mm -hmm. whole thing. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know whether it's the script. I don't know, you know. Uh, Christopher Reeve, you know, he was good. He was, he was a good actor. I, I, just, I, I just haven't fallen in love with anything out of the Superman side of the DC Universe at all. We've yeah. arguably never gotten a good Superman video game either. Like, no. Finally, we got a good Batman one. Oh. And, and, and the Batman stuff, I, you know, I, I love lots of it. See, you know, there's lots of choices. Right, right. I love lots of it. There's lot. There's lots of Superman choices too. Yeah, there's yeah. there's probably there's lots of there's good probably, Batman choices. There's probably saying. four. There's probably at least four, right? Four or five mm -hmm. uh, Superman movies out there already. And, and mm -hmm. I think they're up to six now. I think there yeah, were four Christopher Reeve ones. There was but somebody else. Somebody else played yes. it too, right? Um, Early two thousands. Superman Returns mm -hmm. with uh, Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Yeah, which there was, was that. Just... And then you had Man of Steel. I think sometimes a lot of writers have trouble making Superman um, identifiable with an average everyday person. Like, you know, Batman Batman is easy for us to relate to because he has no superpowers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's just a regular old person, whereas Superman is, like you said, it's easy to make Superman as God. It's mm -hmm. very easy to portray him that way because he is so far beyond the average. But there's Superman. there's been some good Superman properties. Like, oh, absolutely. Like Smallville was a was a good show for a while there. You know, yeah, very popular because it, it humanized him. It just it uh, humanized I just, Clark Kent. I don't know whether it's script. I don't know whether it's what it is. But I haven't fallen in love, and I certainly haven't. Um, Man of Steel wasn't it either. You know, they haven't nailed it yet. And I I think to me, Man of Steel was closest. I liked it. I liked Nolan's direction with it. It felt like it could have been a part of the Dark Knight trilogy's universe, and I don't know if that's. But you know, this trailer does the same thing. Sure. Like, but now we've got a new Batman, right? You know, mm -hmm. gritty. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, and Superman to me has never been a gritty storyline, gritty character, and they're they're moving in that direction. And this trailer is the same kind of stuff. The, uh, you know, it's it, the coloring of it. Is dark, mm -hmm. you know. Cinematically, it's 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 wonderful. Yeah, but it's it's right. it matches that Dark Knight trilogy tone, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not I'm not sure that's the direction that I I want Superman to go, but right. You know, nobody called me and asked my opinion, which is a little disconcerting. You know. Yeah. Well, they're in trouble now, big time, and it's because they didn't ask Pete for where to go with it. So and, I mean, thanks a lot, like, DC. Like I I snicker at the Hulkbuster um, Iron Man suit. And then in this trailer, you see a little bit of the Superman Buster Batman suit. And I'm like, that looks stupid. You know you know what I mean? Like, he looks like a, 
like a statue, like a like a yeah. like somebody carved them with a chainsaw out of a <laughs> out of a big log kind of thing, you know. Pretty clunky. much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like like it's stuff like that. Like I, there's nothing about the visual of Batman in this movie that I like. No, I don't like the uniform at it all. It looks. I don't like boxy. the big, right. I don't like the armor at all. I don't. No. I, boxy. I, Boxy's a good way to put it. I think that that Christian Bale bat suit was probably the way to go and the most yeah. uh, authentic. Authentic may not be the right word, but most true to form, at least for my vision of it. And obviously, everyone's going to have a different opinion, but I think that we share the same one here. You guys got to read some Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. You guys definitely need to read well, some Frank Dark Miller's Knight Returns. Frank Miller's the guy, you know. So I, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I'm not excited about it. No, I'm more excited for Deadpool. I'm, I'm uh, cautiously optimistic. I guess would be um, one of. Uh, one of uh, the St. Mary's alumni you guys uh, kind of graduated with um, said the same thing. Andy Adolph brought up cautiously optimistic, and uh, that's kind of what I am, but I'm less optimistic. I'm not even sure I'm cautious, which is disconcerting to me, because most of the times I'll see these trailers and be like, yep, I'm ready. With any Marvel trailer that's come out for the, the cinematic universe with uh, the Avengers, Captain America... Iron Man, I'm like, yep, sign me up. Can't wait. Countdown. I'll see you there. This one, I want to feel that way about, and I'm right. struggling to get there. And I know I'll like it to a degree. I don't know how much of it I'll like. And I'm, I, I'm not even convinced I'm going to like it, is the thing. That's the thing. We're questioning this. You know? We shouldn't be questioning this. With, right. So, that's, is DC going the wrong way about this? There's some super powerful imagery in all of the, all of the things that have come out so far. You know the yeah. the Robin suit with the with the spray paint across the front of it. Uh, the Superman statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it say false god on yeah. it or something like that? Mm-hmm. The the military when he everybody genuflects kind of things as he's walking down. Like there's super powerful imagery, and I'm just like, how much time has there been between Man of Steel and this? Because it's clearly happened. Very long. <laughs> right. Not, Not very long. <laughs> so all of us. It, it's clearly happened very quickly that they don't look at him, not everybody looks at him in the same light, that he's a controversial topic, that right. he's got too much power. Clearly, Bruce Wayne sees it that way. And it's like, it feels like he shouldn't be here yet. He should have had another movie of being the, the, the superhero. Yeah. Or maybe something that should have happened in that that questioned it and make people go, right. and is maybe this we'll guy get that. Guy? Maybe we'll get that. Maybe we maybe, will. Maybe the beginning of this movie will be whatever turns people against him whatever makes people question him. where's the yeah where's the gray area coming in which which sadly and i'm i'm gonna jump here and then you're gonna pull me right back but this is sort of the beginning of the civil war storyline in marvel you oh know, yeah you know what I mean? like some, something happens that they then turn a turn against these guys and it's the same kind of storyline Maybe they uh, maybe they wanted to jump out in front of that or something that's going to come out. However, we know that's, great points. We know that's not going to be the case though because this new trailer, which revealed the big the big baddie Doomsday. Yes. We now know that you know, hey, maybe Superman, and Batman are going to quarrel at first, but in the end, they're going to get together to take down Doomsday. That's well, the thought. But, and we absolutely see that mm-hmm. at the end of the trailer when Batman and Superman are walking up and Wonder Woman pops out and they're like. She was you. Uh-huh. you know, like, and I love that. Li- great. Yeah. It's actually the little bit of sense of humor that I've seen in the whole thing. Yes. There's actually the tiniest bit of camaraderie there, yeah. you know, where they're actually, uh, you see some collaboration and some getting along. Like when you see the Avengers in battle and the little things that they yeah. may, you know, elbow each other and the mm-hmm. haha moments. Like, right. I love that. And I hope that that becomes more of a thing. And we won't I know. I do too, because I didn't think there was enough of that in Man of Steel. No. Like, it, there was. Wasn't. There was. <laughs> You know, and I was afraid because Zod is back in this one, right? Right. Um, you know, I mean, we'll we, see. We don't know what, but he's back. Yeah. I mean, it might be the Vader his, mask thing, yeah. right? Right. You, you see his body, mm-hmm. right, in the trailer? Yeah. Right. yeah. right. So you see him. So he's back in some Maybe he way, shape, or form. And I think that that, that, that storyline has been done to death, too. You know, the, the bad guys from Krypton coming back and, and chasing Superman around. It's just... Yeah, it's not a storyline I get excited about. I agree. So I think there's, um, it, it just feel, we don't know 100% what the story is, obviously, and I think at the same time we've seen so many freaking images and 
with the two trailers, it seems like they show a lot that it's almost like I'm not curious enough. Right. Uh, you, you want that, that, oh, what's going on here? Now, I am curious about Wonder Woman. I think her coming in there is pretty awesome. And uh, there's a little bit of that with Lex Luthor going on. I think I want to see, is he going to be just this weird guy the whole time? <laughs> or is he really going to well, get, seems like, like, you know, it seems like that, <laughs> he gonna get this is a direction they wanted to go with, with Lex Luthor. And... Maybe that's where they're, they're trying to put their, their percentage of humor. Which I'm not sure if that's going to translate, but we won't know. And we still haven't seen Aquaman yet. He's in this movie. He is we in this movie. But we still don't know what he's going to uh, be doing the yet. The dude from Game of Thrones. That is Jason yeah. Momoa. Yeah, Jason Momoa. Yes. So, Who I, I never he, expected to be Aquaman in my life. Doesn't, and the, the pictures of him you know, that we've seen so far... That, <laughs> Does look like what Aquaman looked like at all in my world. In my world. True, and big the, long-haired Samoan yeah. is Aquaman. I am a, I will say, like when they they cast him, I was like, wow, he's <laughs> gonna be pretty solid. You know, he's he's a big chiseled guy. He's got his long hair, and beard. And, and I, I was like, I immediately assumed that they were gonna you know cut his hair and blonde it up. Nope, and, nope, they're not gonna do that. Oh, this, this is uh, this is it. Aqua Game of Thrones. He looks more like Namor. Yes. The guy who played Conan the Barbarian is Aquaman. Can you imagine a Game of Thrones crossover with Aquaman? <laughs> It'd just be brutal. Oh my gosh, don't get me started. Um, obviously, this is a part of a bigger universe. We're seeing the Suicide Squad together just a few months later uh, with the Joker tease a little bit, with the Haas all over the um, Robin, right? It was Robin's uh, costume, if you will. I'm more excited about that movie. I, I hope uh, some of that is alluded here. I hope we see cameos from the Joker. I mean, what ultimately are you guys, what can make this movie worthwhile for you? What, Lauren, let me start with you maybe. What, what's going to make you walk out of this movie saying, all right, I'm, I'm on board with this DC universe? Well, I, I feel like I'm not really necessarily the best person to talk to because I'm not the biggest Superman fan. Sure, so that's so, good. It's a fresh perspective that someone who's new to this, you saw Man of Steel, and that's, you know, after that, you're, you're going into this kind of fresh. Um, to be honest, um, I guess seeing how involved Wonder Woman is in this film is making me curious about it as well. Superman is kind of just like Superman for me. Like, he's not my favorite. <laughs> he's not my favorite. So, like, I don't necessarily look forward to this movie that much because of who it's about. Sure. You know, but um, I'm sure I'm going to love it just because I love all superhero movies. So. Are you going to care about Batman? I mean, Ben Affleck looks a little underwhelming. I'm always a Batman fan, so. Okay, so you're going to like this <laughs> even if Ben Affleck butchers it. <laughs> uh, I hope I do. I hope I do. I'll be rooting for Batman in the entire film, so. <laughs> okay. Jeff, what's going to make this uh, worthwhile for you? Uh, for me, it's got to be establishing that trinity of Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. Those three are, I mean, just the pillars of DC mythos. Um, they've had, to, the three of them together have had countless story arcs and series together throughout the comics. So if this film is going to work and if the preceding films are going to work, you have to establish that these three are together, these three are the big the big guns of the DC universe, and they're going to be the ones that are leading the charge against whatever comes next after Doomsday, whether it's Dark Seed, whether it's uh, you know one of the other head honchos in the villainy yeah. of DC. Maybe it branches up from there. You yeah. know, Marvel decided to build up their superheroes one by one, establish backstories, and then have them meet. Maybe we're seeing them meet, and then we get their, you know, their one-off films after that. So yeah. that's interesting to look at it that way. So Pete and I are kind of in the same boat. We're kind of lukewarm on this what uh at best i would say what you know is there anything conceivable that you go into this and go wow i was wrong well, I mean, certainly that's always always an opportunity you know like i it just can't be a two and a half hour pile of grit for me there has to be some sense of humor there has to be um it, I, I don't want Superman side of the DC universe to be as dark as Batman's side of it. You know, right. I, I get Batman's side. I do. His, you know, his backstory, um, it's dark. Mm -hmm. You know, as a young kid, something terrible happened. And I guess you could make the same argument for Superman, but he's always been a much more optimistic, much more, you know, brighter character. If this is all filmed very dark and, and the lines are very, um, very gritty, it's not going to be a winner for me. I agree. I think uh, <clears throat> they've, they've got to 
play up that uh, what we love about the the Marvel movies, uh, the things that it, it, they don't have to do to a T what they're doing, but they've got to take certain elements and yeah, I, I'm not in for a two and a half hour brawl fest. I guess I want uh, I want a little texture to this, but uh, all in good fun, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be good. We're talking about who the best Joker ever is and whether Jared Leto will be that guy or not. So who's the best Joker? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Let the good times roll! Well, after that, let's see. We all think Mark Hamill's the best Joker. I think that's a very good point. I think uh, maybe you're wrong, but still, we need to uh, talk this out and flesh this out a little bit. All of this started a few months back when, when Jeff posted something on social media saying that he thinks Jared Leto will be the greatest Joker to date. Live action. Live Joker. action Joker. You can't talk about Mark Hamill ever. Okay. Ever. <laughs> we'll talk. So, Jeff, why do you think Jared Leto in the upcoming Suicide Squad movie is going to be the greatest live action Joker yet? I can see her out of the corner of my eye just glaring at me right now. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jeff? Uh, well, for one, it's the acting pedigree <laughs> of Jared Leto. Um, yeah, between movies like Dallas Buyers Club, Thin Red Line, um, American Psycho, Requiem for a Dream, the guy is a fantastic actor. And I've always been curious to see what he could have been like if he had never pursued um, 30 Seconds to Mars, if he had just dedicated his whole life to acting. I think he would be one of the greatest actors in the business today. Um, secondly, and we've only seen it for a couple seconds, in the Suicides uh, trailer, um, I just get the sense that Jared Leto's version is a lot closer to what I think of when I think of the Joker from the comics, which is almost lavish. He, um, you see the laugh, you see the smile a lot. He's almost like gleeful with what he's doing. Um, he really doesn't care. He's psychotic. Yeah. Like this, I think Jared portrays and you've seen the posts online. You know, he's the psycho. Heath Ledger was the anarchist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Nicholson was the, the mob boss. There's a few other spins on that. I see what you're saying there. It's almost like he's a little goofy, almost. Like, he's, you're, like, you're, like you're going to laugh at just how sick and how twisted he is. Interesting. Really? Kind of like that. Like, it's like the uncomfortable laugh when you see it. Like, oh, hi, he's, he's being funny. But Pete's wait, got some is, thoughts. This, this he's holding something in. All right, let's talk. You're, what, you're what's talking about Jared Leto's acting pedigree? Yeah. Is he not? Uh, a, up, a, has he not won an Oscar? Up against well, that hair. Jack Nicholson's acting pedigree? All right. I'm, hey. I mean, of everybody who's played <laughs> Batman, or I'm sorry, everybody who's played Joker, Cesar Romero in the original Adam West series. And a very good Joker, too. Nicholson, uh, Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. There is no acting pedigree as good as Jack Nicholson. Now, I, don't, I, I almost think this is an unanswerable question. And that's why we're here. <laughs> because every one of them played it so completely differently. And every one of them was fantastic doing it. Absolutely. Spectacular. Legendary performances. All of them. Across the board. Every one of them. Cesar Romero was the best thing about the first um, the, the Adam West mm -hmm. Batman. He was the best thing about it by far. Burgess Meredith played a great penguin, Cesar Romero blew him out of the water. He was the best thing about that series. So, I mean, the Joker is a is a iconic character, certainly, and uh, so many layers, and you have different directors and different actors. I don't, I don't think you could say anybody is better or worse than any one of them, because all of them were spectacular. Except Mark Hamill. Except Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we all agree on, on Mark Hamill. I thought that was... Well, it's a voice. You know, you can't. Right. He's a much better voice actor than he actually is. A, mm -hmm. a I would actually actor. like to see Mark Hamill with the makeup. Uh, maybe 20 years ago, yeah. But <laughs> if it was 20 years ago, I feel that Mark Hamill would have been able to do the facial expression. He did the animated 
Batman series in the mm-hmm. early 90s. So, you know, that if that puts a time frame on it for yeah. you. And he will soon be coming back in one of DC's animated features. Yes. Of the killing joke, no less, one of the most iconic that stories of Batman That would be interesting. Yeah. I, that might be intense. That would be very I intense. I would say it will be intense. I mean, you know, you, you can't... Uh, Hamill's a guy that you can't... Uh, he's, he's tough to compare mm-hmm. when it comes to voice acting. You know, there, there isn't people that voice cartoon characters better than Mark Hamill. He's got so a million voices and he does a fantastic Ooh, job with it. Family Guy. <laughs> no, it's Mark Hamill. I'm just joking. It's Mark Hamill. <laughs> I mean, if we're comparing the Joker with Stewie here, we've got a whole other podcast on our hands. <laughs> and that's just ridiculous. I'm not sure we can handle that truth, eh? So, I, I don't know about Leto here. I, from the very small footage we've seen, and I can't help but wonder if he'll... Uh, He'll appear in in uh, Batman versus Superman coming up. I think they're setting that up for a brief cameo. Ah, uh, yeah, nothing more than that. I agree. I, 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 they already have. There's they a are, big cast. Of they them. already may be adding too much into Dawn of Justice. To they, be perfectly honest, there's a lot going on there. As I always say, there's a lot to unpack there, yeah. right? So, okay. Leto. But that, by the same token, they are like Batman is doing a cameo. I think not a not a full blown part yeah. in. In the Suicide Squad. That's correct. You know, it, it, yes. it isn't going to be about him. It's no. going to be about them, which is, you know. Like, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't can know we, what to Can we talk about the trailer for Batman vs. Superman, or is this not the time for yeah. that? Like, yeah, we can tie it in. It Go needs the Joker, man. It, it, it needs Leto. It need, I, I'm not. I'm not sold on it at all. It needs less Superman. There's. Well, this is tr- really a Superman sequel, right? At its core, it's supposed to be. But I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, with the trailers, I'm obviously we're all gonna see this movie. It looks good, but. This it's is gonna good sound subjective. I'm not saying it doesn't great. even really look good to me. Like I'm not. I'm I'm of course gonna go see it, but I'm not I'm not excited about it. And if you snuck the Joker in there, I'd probably be a little bit more excited. I think we know everything about this movie in a way too. I, I feel like Suicide Squad was the same way when they're you know releasing the pictures. Those are not getting to to market without them taking their their own Snapchats and, and Instagram photos and getting those out there. Well, and Leto was a master of that. Yeah, like the reason that that people are excited about the Suicide Squad, which is months off is because he was he was on board with the social media on the front side of this when he was uh, just just getting into character and and uh you know he he was the master of just the sneaky little shots on on uh, i don't know if it was uh, instagram or twitter yeah but all the above master at it yeah absolutely it's good marketing jack Nicholson can't do that <laughs> and you know what? Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill can. Yes, he, yeah, yes. He's posted pictures of himself as the Alec Guinness mm-hmm. version of Luke Skywalker, you know, with the, the beard and the robes and all that. Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, so, <laughs> so Lauren's clearly upset here that Heath's not getting enough love. Yes, because uh, I thought that Heath, in all honesty, he was probably one of my favorite. He was done completely different, obviously, from all the other Jokers, too, but I thought that. That was a much more interesting Joker for me personally. We've all talked about this before. That that Nolan trilogy is the one of the more dark. Not the first time, but really it delves into the darkness a little bit more. It's and gritty. Gritty it's is gritty. a good term for it. And yeah. That's that's what put. But the, I think I think that's what Leto brings to the table too. Is I I think their their the direction they went is dark. Mm-hmm. Gritty, like that's what you oh, like. That's what you like about it. Oh, it's going it. to be. It bugs I'm, you. I'm not. I'm not bit. right. Like it's disturbing. You know, like it is disturbing. And, and Heath Ledger was disturbing yeah. too. Like he was deep psychotic. Yeah. You know, the and way he went to that role. Uh, you've read the stories, yeah. right? But whereas Ledger's Joker is, you know, disturbing. Ledger, I mean, Leto's is going to be also outlandish. Ledger's yes. Ledger's Joker was very reserved. Like this is gonna sound this is gonna sound dumb, but like I could see like like Heath Ledger's Joker walking around outside, or like I don't know if I could see Leto's. Yeah, Leto's is gonna walking be out, around outside. Like he out the way that he played his Joker made me feel like that could be something that's happening 
in my town where when I look at Leto, it's like, yeah, that's going to be crazy. That's But, like, there's something that you said, too. It's just, like, goofy enough. The way I look at it is this. Leto's Joker is going to be more comic booky. Yes. Yeah, and, like, like Jeff mentioned, and, and Heath Ledger's is what Lauren said, if you will, maybe as, as realistic as we can talk here. Yes. More realistic. Because those movies were... You know, it's not about having superpowers or anyone mm-hmm. in space or having right. a mystical magic like the yeah. Force. You know what I'm saying? Like the, those were. They're the, grounded. A in level reality. of realism. Yeah. They're grounded in realism. Like this is, you know, this could happen in New York City. You know, our, our favorite place to destroy it. <laughs> and that's always been one of the things that appealed to me about Batman is it's not a super power thing. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's not. It's much lunatics. It's about larger than life characters who are human beings. Exactly. They're not they're not loaded with superpowers and stuff like that. Totally agree. I uh like I think when it comes down to it, Heath Ledger made me love Batman. And that's saying a lot. Because I've I've loved all of this stuff for a long time, whether it's we talk geek lore, you name it, comic books, video games, that brought me to Batman and I think a lot of people to Batman. And but, whether it has that your is that your age? Maybe, you know, maybe. You know, when, when did the first Michael, When did the first Michael Keaton Batman come out? Was sure, that, was that eighty nine? I want maybe? to say it was eighty nine. All right, so yeah, how, wouldn't have been how old were you? <laughs> yeah, we were, we were born yet. The three of us are 1990 <laughs> kids. Yeah. So you know, like if you, I mean, have the same conversation right now. Who's the best Batman of all? Was it was it uh, Christian, Christian Bale? Bale. Yeah, See, I, dis- I disagree with that. I like Christian Bale. What do you think? I think it's Michael Keaton for live action, at least. Yeah, I... I love Kevin Conroy, though, for the voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for Kevin Conroy for and the Arkham games. I'm, I'm a huge yeah. animation fan, so totally. that, that's a little bit closer to my heart than with most people. Totally. That's I, interesting. I loved... I have a tough time picking between the two, Christian Bale and Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. George Clooney, yeah, go yeah, away. I was say, what about Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer. How that we cannot eliminate that early? You know, Just forget the whole and movie. Quite honestly, existed. everything I've seen of of Ben Affleck. Bye. Ben Affleck, I like. I can't eat. Like he does. I. I don't know. He, when I look at Ben Affleck, I don't see Batman. He's too old. When I look at Christian it's not Bale, respectable. I see. When I look at Christian Bale, I see Batman. Yeah, I the the. The Batman voice drove me crazy, though. Like of his, course. His, his, it drove me crazy. It grated on me. And yeah. uh, what are you talking about, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought I thought that Michael Keaton was much more true to the comic book of it. Okay. Like yeah. I thought, I thought Christopher Nolan was trying real hard to make it much more. It could happen in my town, realistic kind of yeah. stuff. And I've always felt like. Despite the fact that it's a it's real people, not super powered people, it's uh, I don't th- I don't think Christopher Nolan's thing was comic booky enough. No, and that's no. how I felt about the new Fantastic Four, was that they took all the comic book out of it and tried yeah. to make it a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. I could see that, you know. And um, I, don't get me wrong, I thoroughly enjoyed the Christopher Nolan stuff. It just wasn't my favorite of the stuff. I didn't think it was as visually appealing. As the Michael Keaton stuff, which was which was Tim Burton, right? The first the first one was Tim Burton. Were they yes. the first two Tim Burton, or just the first one? I mm, don't I, hold us to this. I, I think it was say the first it's the two. The first two, yeah. Yeah. How many was Michael Keaton in? Two. Okay. The so, first two. Um, yeah, you know, good good question on on what it was, but I think it was much more visually appealing. I thought that Michael when, when I first heard that Michael Keaton was going to play Batman, I was like, what? You know, like this mm-hmm. is the guy that had just come off. Oh yeah, we had the same reaction. Probably none of obviously. you have ever seen this. Yeah. I was already out of college for a lot of years by then. I remember going, "Mom, why is Michael Keaton playing Batman?" <laughs> you guys all this suck. <laughs> going back to something you said before, you, you you said you think Ben Affleck is too old to be Batman. What? I think that's interesting that you say that simply because the story arc that they're pulling this from for Dawn of Justice is an old Batman, which is Dark Knight Returns. And this is where Batman is middle-aged, has been doing this for years, and he's sick of the whole... He's kind of sick of the whole thing. He's kind of crossing over in those comics to being really brutal, really ruthless. 
some of his uh, techniques are not what you would see from a younger Batman, which is, you know, I'm the good guy. I got to beat these guys up, but, you know, I, I got I to gotta keep things grounded. Mm-hmm. The story arc that they're pulling from for Dawn of right. Justice has a Batman that's old, grizzled, and I don't care anymore. I just want to get the job done no matter what it takes. Well, and there's, there's some cool things that, um, from the first trailers that we saw months ago, just a little little montage kind of images and stuff. It looked very dark, very uh, it's another one of those. But in the new one, there's uh, there's some there's some fun humor. Yeah. You know, they've actually injected just a couple of little things. I didn't really, I wasn't really in love with Man of Steel. You know, and then at the at the end, when uh, when he tosses the satellite down, and the general's like, "Yeah, oh, that was a twenty million dollar satellite." And he's like, "Yeah, don't follow me around with it." And you know, I was I was born in Iowa, or I was raised in Iowa, or whatever. Like, you can't be more American than me, right? You know, there was humor there, but yeah. throughout that whole storyline, there wasn't much humor. You no, know, th- there really isn't. All of the Superman movies, going back to Christopher Reeve, and, and uh, there's yeah. not one that I love. No, you know what? Man of Steel is probably the one that I liked most. Uh, I thought because of being under Nolan's. Uh, thumb a little bit was was good because of the way he I, mean, I love you know the Dark Knight trilogy and I thought that that was uh, you feel that spirit a little in Man of Steel it doesn't necessarily translate perfectly but I mean even like the way but it's shot Nolan and, likes the darkness mm-hmm. yeah and Man of Steel was dark and I've never like I I one hundred percent buy into the darker Batman mm-hmm. but Superman's never been a dark character no ever. In anything, you know, that's not true. Reading the, that is not true. Well, I mean, I would the, recommend you read Red Sun or you read the Earth One graphic novels and, by and when Straczynski. Did, when did those come out? Well, Red Sun is not all that new anymore. Red Sun, I believe, was early two thousands. Earth One, these graphic novels by John yeah, Michael Straczynski. When you're my age, okay, <laughs> that is okay, new. Okay, but that is also you could say when the renaissance of superheroes began, early 2000s. Alright. Where this that. big this big streamline push to the you know mainstream started happening. Yeah. We talked about it last week when it's it's become mainstream, right? right. All this this geek culture is you know, everyone can talk about it or relate to it in some way. Mm-hmm. It's not limited to just a, a smaller niche crowd anymore. Yeah. So I, I listened to uh, I listened to a podcast last night that two of my it was an audio podcast that two of my buddies did and uh, they spent a fair amount of time. They started just talking about Jessica Jones. And uh, as it went on, they sort of, these are two guys that I had no, I've known them both for a long time. They're, they're friends, they're good friends. Had no idea that these guys were uh, watching comic books. They finished their podcast talking about the games they're playing. I'm like, you guys are two of the most serious guys I've ever met. What do you, what do you, you know, like I, I never pictured it at all. So. I agree. That yeah. the, I agree that geek is geek is spreading out now. It's it's in geek with, is chic with man. Is, <laughs> geek is chic. Put that in t-shirt. With man, that's from the Big Bang Theory. I can't take credit for that. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm surprised someone called me on that. Okay. With Man of Steel, I think they had a little bit of trouble balancing Superman's like tone because I felt like growing up, a lot of people didn't like Superman because he was too 1950s, you know, too corny, too, you know, perfect and moral. So they wanted to try and make him gritty or make him appeal to this newer generation. And they maybe went a little too far. Maybe they could have balanced it a little bit why, more. Why does grit appeal to this I, this generation? I don't know. I don't know. I, I asked the same all. question. I don't agree with it. But I think, I think people that's what make they were that. Going, I think that's what they were going for with Man of Steel. But people but, humanize that and they, right. they relate to it. Do they? What was the most popular Marvel movie in the last couple of years? Avengers. No, it wasn't. People are doing backflips about Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. There's okay. no grit there. There's not really much grit in the in the first Avengers. There's not much grit. In the second Avengers, not you know, like Marvel's not taking that route. No, no Marvel's D- taking the comedy route. And, right. And DC is taking that route. You know, like DC is taking that kind of darker side. Totally. Yeah, I think there's a balance issue because, I mean, you've always heard it. People say, I don't like Superman. He's too... He's too like you know he's too generic. I hate you know the guy in the blue the blue suit and the cape, and they want to try and make it a little more edgy, and I think they're just they're they're not able to they're not finding that perfect balance that you need for that. I think that's definitely topic for a different conversation, yeah. if you will. But yeah, yeah. I think uh, the tones are 
night and day. Oh, absolutely. With those. Um, jumping back to uh, the Joker a little bit here. So you you hands down think, well maybe not hands down. No, Jack, I, I hands down think you cannot choose a best can't. Joker <laughs> because <laughs> every one of them was awesome. But if yeah. you had to, and they're all unique. She is pointing a hypothetical gun at you. <laughs> if you had to, and then I'll holster it. If I had to, <laughs> I loved Jack Nicholson. I did, and I I mean he was part of that Michael Keaton Batman ring. Which it's is, not which a bad pick, my, which is my not favorite. Bad pick at all. Lauren can't handle the truth, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Uh, live action or in general? In general, if you had to choose right now, right the second, choose. Right now, Mark Hamill. I may, ch- you know, maybe I'll change that in a year from now, and we'll see what Leto does. So right I, now, you think, come next uh, next August, you think Jared Leto? We have this conversation I, again. Is your guy? I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's. I think you I'm saying it's a strong possibility. I'm saying it's a possibility because I think Leto is right. going to channel the Joker that has been most prominent throughout the comics. Okay, okay. I, I love where he's going with it, because, again, I think it's unique. I don't want to see Heath Ledger's done again. I don't right. want to see Jake's done again. Because right. no one's going to I only want to see Heath Ledger doing it, done again if yes. Heath Ledger's doing it. Yeah. Right, you know, like, right. I would have loved to have seen more of him, because he was he was just so fantastic. It was Very such awesome. a psychotic... Um, I think you said anarchist, you yeah, know, like, yeah. like just absolutely psychotic. He had no. He was wearing that nurse's uniform. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. That was real too. When he was blowing up um, the the, the hospital. hospital, that was his real reaction because when he pressed the button, I was reading. That's true. It did not work. So you know, then, when like, he goes he to blow it up, again, and, he and when this? he jumps. And when he looks behind him, that was that was not acting. That was his true reaction because it didn't work the first time. He's <laughs> another one of those guys that um, went too soon. You know, absolutely. I mean, obviously that 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 awful death aside, being way so way too young to lose such a person like that, it is a shame that he, we couldn't have seen him in the, the next film because mm-hmm. you know what? They didn't kill him off at the end of that one. Nope. True. Mm-hmm. They set it up nicely so that it, it you know it played along with the storyline, but he brought so many people to that movie, whether it was for his performance or, or because of his death. I, I don't know. I, that's not we're never going to know, but I'd say it's kind of relevant. And it worked inside that framework. It did. You could not pick up Heath Ledger and put him inside the Michael Keaton, no. um, Tim Burton framework and make it work. It, it just You'd argue the same for Christian Bale, right? Yeah, yeah. D- different guy. Right. It, that, that, you, that Batman Gotham needs to stay where it is. And, and I, I love the first, I never get the order right. The first is Batman Begins is yes. the first one in that trilogy, and the thing that I like about that is really, it's the only one that's a true origin story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it right. shows him grinding the, the the spikes for the side of his you know gauntlets right. and stuff like that. So you really get origin story there. What well, we all know the origin story is you know um, Martha and Thomas Wayne killed on the way home from the theater and then and he, then he becomes, death, no pun intended. Then yes. he becomes <laughs> then he becomes Batman, but. You actually see the transition to Batman, yeah, which you don't see in any of the other films. You just we just know the backstory. We just never saw that. Agreed, and those those films pair up nicely with each other. I, I think that's Jeff's favorite in the trilogy, right? Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah. It was. I also have a soft spot for Raj Al Ghul, so that's <laughs> that's part of that. That storyline was great, but uh, yeah, that's probably another topic yeah. as well. So, Lauren, live action in in why. Uh, Heath Ledger, 100%, because <laughs> I don't need a reason. You're all just wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm afraid of that. Call it a day, guys. Like I said, because for me, I could walk, I could leave the studio today, walk outside, and I could see Heath Ledger as the Joker walking down, and to me, I don't understand that, that I guess. Where, so, it begs a lot of questions, I guess. If you walk outside, you see a, you know, someone dressed because like that. Because he did it in such a real way, as opposed okay, to... Okay, so you're saying... Re- Okay, it feels most realistic, yes. if you will. Okay. Like, I feel okay. like I could have lived in that Gotham, and it wouldn't have been necessarily cartoony or comic booky or or anything. I feel okay. like that Which could be... Which isn't give... right or wrong, because either way... And there's some super silliness in the Michael Keaton one, where, you yeah. know, like, the bad guys are dancing around wearing the costumes and the guns that go bang and stuff like that, you know? There's, yeah. There's definitely that. And there was none of that in the in the Nolan trilogy. I mean, no. the um, the fir- the first scene um, when Joker is robbing the bank and he gets away by taking the school bus and putting it into the line of school buses. To yeah. me, that's something you know. 
that's an everyday. I mean, it, it's so. Seeing that movie feel like you couldn't kill him, feeling like he was per- just impossible to catch, was awesome. I will say. Mm-hmm. In that first bank robber scene, I mean, that's like something out of Point Break or you know, yeah. like another movie altogether. It, you know, it didn't have that Batman feel to it at all. You know, it was absolutely the the bank robbery movie that we've seen all a hundred different times. The Inside Job or any one of those kind of you know bank jobs. Whereas by comparison, Jack Nicholson's Joker pulls out a sniper rifle from his pocket right. <laughs> to shoot down right. the the bat plane. It's definitely <laughs> it's definitely more comic book, right? You know, like, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's that's the style that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. I, I agree with that personally. Yeah, I mean, you you can't. You're right. You you can't. This is the goofy side of the room. This is the ridiculous side of the room. I can't argue that fact. That is the goofy side of the room. But you got to embrace it. With Mark Hamill uh, being the Joker in the animated series throughout the years. If you haven't seen those, by the way, go back and watch them. If you're only picking a few, uh, they do a really good Harley Quinn origin story. Um, I think it's called Mad Love. But it is so well done with the Joker there. And if you've played the Arkham games specifically, go back and watch those. You will really appreciate it. It is it is really good. Did you ever watch uh, uh, Mask of the Phantasm? I think an, it was an animated movie that they released in theaters in the early '90s, and it was you know, Kevin Conroy, uh, Mark Hamill. Oh, very very good movie. It, it felt like it could have been a Hollywood release, but it's animated. That's impressive. I, they were, those two together are very good. Mm-hmm. And I was incredibly thrilled when uh, Mark Hamill was back for... Again, big spoiler <laughs> alert here. If you have not played Arkham Knight, stop listening or watching right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you haven't played it, why are you watching this? <laughs> so Mark, uh, Mark Hamill coming back as the Joker in uh, uh, Arkham Knight, the, the final game of that trilogy, is awesome. And it, it was such a fitting end to the, that game, which we, we did a review for. I scored it just shy of a, a 10 right at uh, thegeekiverse.com. So go look at that, and if you disagree, please comment. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's the, the point of this is there, there's no right answer to this. It, while it is subjective, for the most part, I think we can all agree that they were all awesome yeah. because they are just so unique iterations of the Joker. They really are. And it's crazy that you can do a character so differently. Every it, single time. It really yeah, like is. Not, there's nothing similar about any one of them. Nope. And no. he still there's, is like the most popular character. Yep. There's you know, one, no matter how he's done, everybody always loves the Joker. There's one Darth Vader. You know, there's... there's. Right. We don't know that yet. Watch <laughs> <laughs> last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> the Dread Pirate Robert. <laughs> it's funny because I just watched Prince of Pride the other night. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I would also be remiss if we didn't mention, you know, he's not maybe quite in, at the level of the others, but Jerome from, from Gotham was a really, really interesting take on it, seeing that he mixed, I think, a lot of their styles into it. Yeah, I Mark Hamill's laugh. Pretty, pretty impressive to get that down. I love the laugh. Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, that is fantastic. Also, I think he had a little bit of... Uh, Heath Ledger's gritty voice in there, where he'll get mm-hmm. real low and in your face with it, and uh, some of the animation you might well, see in Jack Nicholson. His facial expressions. And Heath Ledger's brutality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he was Just a doesn't brutal care. character, you know? Mm-hmm. And he thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe the one particular scene in the one Gotham episode where he's in the cop station and he's got everyone hostage and he's just doing unspeakable things, he's laughing... Like I imagine Jared Leto is going to laugh in, in the upcoming yeah. Suicide Squad. So Videoing him. <laughs> that, was, that was a culmination, I think, with Jerome's character of, of all of them. And I really encourage you to watch uh, the beginning of season two of Gotham if you haven't seen it. If that. anything, that was really cool to see a little Joker. Not like a little yeah, Joker, he, but like, you know, a young maybe, maybe 15 Joker. Right. And, and it's probably, I mean, Jeff may have a dif- different opinion, but that's probably the closest we have to a Joker origin. Is, is there anything else I'm missing? Jeff's our comic book uh, guy, like, real. I mean, unless you're talking about that 1940s comic where they talk about uh, the Red the red Hood falling yes. into the, the vat. Okay, okay. I, I, I can see that approach a little bit. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a few others, um, you know, just one-off uh, comic books that have been released over the years. You know, literally, like, one issue that just talk a little about a little bit about the Joker. Uh, that's I mean, part of the allure. The, yeah, the, but nothing. The Tim Burton ones... Uh, 
he falls into the van of chemicals, you know. Mm -hmm. So you have the right. You have the sort of origin story there. It doesn't sure. go back to when he's a kid and then, and his you know parents messed him up. Mm -hmm. um, totally. So totally. It's uh, it's part of the allure of the Joker is that you don't. It's not like Batman. You you know the story. They can show it a thousand times and do it to over and over. But you you always know how it, it is. Like I, there's really no gray area except with. Gotham, we're still trying to figure out who murdered the parents. But there is no one definitive origin of the Joker, and that's part of what makes it awesome yes. to me. There is no one. Even he says, you know, maybe this happened to me, maybe it's not. Absolutely. He specifically says that one. I can't remember what the uh, story arc is in the comics, but he says, uh, "This is how I got, you know, the white skin, the crazy lips, or maybe I'm lying." Well, that's like Heath Ledger's version. Do you want to know how I got these scars? Yeah. You yeah, know, it's just, like every time just it's like flashbacks, right? Yeah. Or what he's telling us. We, right. we don't know. Right. Who, who knows, you know, if he's yeah. messing with us or not. That's yeah. He could just be yeah. a really good makeup artist. I mean, maybe, <laughs> he could, he could. <laughs> I might be the joker myself, you know. Show <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure you how I got this hoodie. Yeah, you're a joker, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more about this as Suicide Squad nears uh, next August, yes. uh, 2016. Mm -hmm. Dawn of... Justice. Justice. So Batman versus Superman, that's coming out uh, in the spring. Yeah. Uh, we're talking a little bit about Call of Duty, the recently released Black Ops 3. Uh, here at the Geekiverse, it, it left us a little bit underwhelmed with uh, specifically the campaign, because the multiplayer is it's good as always. It, you know, it, I mean, every Call of Duty... I mean, yeah. it's the typical multiplayer game. It, it, it's a, a cookie-cutter year after year, but you know what? What's not broke, you, you shouldn't fix, right? So we are uh, talking a little bit about the campaigns in terms of uh, how they were. And I was admittedly really upset, I guess, with uh, Black Ops 3 campaign. It just, the first two Black Ops games had such a great story arc, and they were probably my favorite Call of Duty campaigns. And then... Black Ops 3 just, it, it, just doesn't, it falls apart. It's, it's disconnected. It, it's unfocused. I've had conversations with maybe three or four people. We all have no idea what's going on with the ending there. We've looked at videos, and they're just theories at this point, and I don't like the ambiguity there. Full disclaimer, I have not played Black Ops 3 to the end of the campaign. I've only seen the stuff that's come out on the Let's Plays and everything else. But I said earlier when we were not filming, you can always tell when a campaign's not good because you can't, you can go to YouTube and really, I mean, people are gonna do full plays and everything else. Like that's a huge market, but for the most part, you're not seeing the big name people doing a lot of full play let's plays on it. Like, look at Achievement Hunter. They did one let's play. It was the first mission. That's gone. Look at KYR, Speedy, Sidearms, the crew, all those guys. They did one let's play. It's the first mission. They didn't do anything else. Everybody's focusing on the multiplayer of this. And again, not even many people are focusing on that because it's just a typical Call of Duty. Um, my opinions on this whole thing, like I think I summed it up pretty well, and I probably should have like written it somewhere, something. But like this game to me, kind of is a mashup of all of the good parts of games that came out recently. Sure. So like, there's pieces of Titanfall in here. You got the wall running. Totally. Great mechanic. I love. I like. I Titanfall. Say what you want about it. It was my Titanfall for twenty fourteen was my shooter of the year. Yeah, I, like I loved it. Say what you want about it. I like it. It's it's fun to just kind of. It's it's a veg out game for me. Like I could just sit there and just veg out on Titanfall for an hour. It's, or so. it's a freaking blast. Yeah, we'll get a campaign for that. <laughs> so we'll be good. So like, so you get that. Then you have the supers, which are basically. I I mean, you can draw comparisons. Not maybe to the exact ones, but it's basically Destiny. You play a little mm -hmm. bit of multiplayer in Destiny, you got supers that randomly, or not randomly, but they generate over time. Sure. And then you got typical Call of Duty, or maybe not typical Call of Duty, let's stick with like Advanced Warfare. You've got that kind of futuristic feel to things. It's just, it, it seems like all they did was they came in and said, we need to come up with another game. Well, Let's just take all of these other games and pick pieces, parts that we like, and then make one game out of it. And then we'll call it Black Ops 3, and everybody will buy it because it will say Call of Duty on it. 
I totally agree, and I think that's the thing. Like Black Ops is arguably the biggest seller now for them. It, it used to be Modern Warfare. Yep, and then they, they stopped yeah. that. I mean, I mean, they, I mean yeah. they didn't stop it. They trilogy, right? Yeah, they wrapped up the storyline of it. So I, if this puts it in perspective, if you've played these campaigns, I like Ghost's campaign better than Black Ops Three. Ghost is arguably one of the best campaigns in Call of Duty. Yes yeah, so and no. I I didn't. I, I would put it middle of the pack. That's my personal opinion, but. Black Ops 3, I have heightened expectations for, or had heightened expectations for. Activision, usually April, May, they come out with their, what is going to be the new Call of Duty the next year, and they tease it, and at E3, and at gaming conventions later, maybe Gamescom, depending on where you go, they tease the single player a lot. They talk about what it's about. I knew nothing about this, picking this up at, at our release. They, they uh, didn't release anything. <laughs> and that tells you why, maybe, that, that I... <laughs> I'm just disappointed. Don't slap Black Ops on a game like this that is just a, another Call of Duty. Call it Call of Duty Futures. Call it something else. You know, nanobug technology. Anything. Just, like, just anything it, else. And it really upset me. I mean, you talked a little bit before we started filming about, like, Advanced Warfare. Great campaign. It had Kevin Spacey in it. Loved it. Perfect. Like, Kevin Spacey... I love Kevin Spacey in anything he's ever done. But to see him in that digital realm, like that, the video game realm of it, was fantastic. Translated beautifully. And then you get Elliot's, the guy who plays Elliot Stabler in the new one, like... Yeah. <laughs> it was... Where'd you, where'd you come up with, like... It, it's another half-baked thing. Yeah, right? like... Now, they had three years to develop this, so Call of Duty has three developers. They have uh, Treyarch, Infinity Ward, and Sledgehammer currently. In a ro- three-year rotation. And then Activision runs their servers. Yes. So or does that... Yeah, Activision runs their servers. So in essence, this was their first three-year cycle as opposed to the old two-year cycle. So after Black Ops 2 ended in 2012, that would make three years, yeah. they had quite a bit of time to really come up with a good story, and that's what's most disappointing. And people may say, why do you care about a Call of Duty campaign with six hours of shoot here, follow your guy there? I love those campaigns because they're a nice break from... Something maybe more cinematically involved like Halo, even though it is a shooter. Something like this, just, uh, it, it's fun to run and gun sometimes. I mean, I I love multiplayer. I play multiplayer all the time. It, it's fun. You're like, a big Destiny guy, right? It, I'm, I'm huge on Destiny. A little bit less now because I've, Destiny runs into the problem for me is that it just, it, it runs out. Like, you, you play yeah. through Destiny, and it's, you play through Destiny again. And you play through Destiny again, and then finally you're just like, okay, enough. I get it. Nolan North, I get, I like, <laughs> I, I got it. You, the ghost is opening doors, and you got guns, and they're all different. Like, where's Peter Dinklage? Like, like everything. Fun, yeah. it, like every, it, it just gets to the point where it's like, okay, enough. I need to play something else. But I like, did that. I did that. I came back to it. Black Ops Three came out. I was super kind of hyped about it. I was like, let's do this. Another Call of Duty right. game's gonna come out. I'm gonna start playing Black Ops Two kind of get back I haven't played a lot of Call of Duty I stopped playing it like Call of Duty is another one for me that I get burned out on Call of Duty sure. a lot it's every year so I I picked up Black Ops 2 I started playing it I'm terrible at it <laughs> like I haven't played it forever that's my favorite campaign of all of them and for me it's completely opposite I thought that campaign was weird I like, love the RPG elements. There's very subtle RPG elements, but I love the choices. Little, but it's like you can have different endings, and that's weird for yeah, a Call of Duty game. That's weird. Yeah. But like it to me, it was just like that. Like it was just you. You start here, and then you're flashing back, and then you're back, and like sometimes yeah. it was kind of difficult to figure out which was a flashback and which was a moment of sure. Like, oh, if you think that's bad, Black Ops Three just oh takes my the god, game. I, I'm I'm not excited about it. No. Like I, I'm. I like I said I haven't played it. I don't even have the next gen yet. Um, hopefully, Dad's sitting over there in the corner. Maybe I'll get something for Christmas or something. It's possible. He's shaking, uh, his, head. <laughs> he's shaking his head. now. That might but, be a no go. <laughs> probably not. But like, I'm gonna get the Xbox One, and I'm not ex- for the first time ever. I'm not excited to get the Xbox One for like a new Call of Duty game. I said that sucks. Yeah, like that's that's the pinnacle of gaming. I guess we could re- like really. What can you say in video gaming now? In multiplayer shooters, the the standalone game that makes everybody come back to gaming is a Call of Duty game. Totally. Think about it. you've had all the way from World War Two through Vietnam. Now you're into like these futuristic wars and everything else. Like you're you, getting close to the year twenty one hundred. Yeah, like yeah. you spanned 
just the amount of time, just if we don't even talk about like years of campaign, mm -hmm. just in general, Call of Duty has lasted forever. It's it's been there since the PlayStation uh, one or no, PS two. It started on PlayStation mm -hmm. two. Mm -hmm. End, and, of, end of the generation, I believe. Yeah, and a, and a typical gaming console average generation is about 10 years. Sure. Give or, give or take a little bit. There's there's some variation there, but the average amount is every 10 years. It's a 10-year cycle. It's lasted for 10 years, mm -hmm. and they're still coming out with new ones. Like, it's, it's a impressive. game that it's... The Call of Duty brand is probably not going away in the foreseeable future. It's, it's, it's a Hall of Fame game. It, it's going to be there for a while. And, I mean... Can we talk about it just for a sec? Like getting back on Black Ops Three. Let's get back on the fact that okay, so they started releasing one for the three sixty too, and doesn't have a campaign. It doesn't have the campaign. It doesn't have the weapon customization. It doesn't have like every single week. It feels like you come out with something, and there's a, just another thing that the Black Ops Three version of the three sixty is missing, mm -hmm. and they're like. They came out originally and said, look, it's going to be missing all this stuff. Don't worry about it. We're not going to charge you full price. Instead, we're just going to charge you 40 bucks. It's not a complete game, and you're knocked down it 20. It might be 50. It might be, that's it might be 50. I, I'm pretty sure it's 50. Uh, but There'll be way. an annotation somewhere that tells you how much it is. Regardless, like, let's say 40 or 50. Either way, it's is not. Is it worth that when you don't have the campaign? You don't have, like, you basically don't have anything that the game. Right. You have a basic Call of Duty. I can go and get a basic Call of Duty from a local GameStop but for many ten for twenty bucks. Yeah. That's the thing, and, and that's disappointing. We we talked a little bit because single player shooters are uh, or campaigns are kind of going out. I mean, uh, Titanfall Evolve and now Star Wars Battlefront have not had them. Rainbow Six Siege hasn't had them, and that's fine. But I, does a game like Rainbow Six really need that? Like Rainbow Six Siege? Yes and no. I, I've seen a lot of like Achievement Hunter has been doing a lot of. Sure. Uh, stuff for that, and not to keep plugging achievement hunter, but like, That's they're good. they're the they're thing. a big source of like yeah. what's popular and stuff. And they've been doing a lot of siege gameplay, and it's I don't like the more I see of it, the more I'm like, I could not need a campaign for this. Like I could I could just breach the house and play the demolition yeah. and all that stuff. That's where I was with Titanfall, and uh, you know what? That's to a point where I am with Battlefront. I love Star Wars, and I would eat it up a campaign. Amazing. It looked yeah, like it's phenomenal. I said this also before we started recording. I have never gone into a gaming on like a new generation and said, "Oh my God, I need this console for this game." And the more I see Battlefront, the more I'm like, "I have enough money. I can just go buy it right now, and I can do it." And I'm holding myself back because like I, I'm not gonna have that. Like I need that money and stuff like that. But it's sure, it, sure. It's the game that makes me want to move up. It's beautiful. I will. I can vouch for that. Uh, if you go to www.thegeekiverse.com, we wrote our review for it. Um, we also wrote our, our Black Ops 3 review uh, prior from Andrew Garvey, um, one of our editors. Take a look at the, the review scores. I don't want to tell you here. Go look at them. One has a campaign. One doesn't have a campaign. The way Adam and I are talking about, you would assume not having a campaign would result in a lower score. Uh, not necessarily the case. Just just go go read them and, and get some insight. But it, it for all the stats that they have that say gamers don't play past the second mission in Call of Duty, it it matters. There's and two gamers right here that play past the first two missions. Like I've I don't touch multiplayer until I finish. The me too. Play. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like I. I don't treat the campaign as a... It's not an add-on to me. It's important. It, it's not even that. Like I, It's almost like the campaign teaches me how to play the game. Yeah, you go online and then you realize you're still awful, but you know, you, but, like, you're not as awful but as you could have been. You understand how it works. Like, yeah. With Advanced Warfare, that is the first real look at futuristic Call of Duty Warfare that we had That with like the jumping over things and everything else. If I didn't have a campaign for that, do you know how long it would have taken me to figure out like... Oh, I can dodge. Yeah, you like, have to do those embarrassing tutorials. Yeah, and it, some achievements you can't get away. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it. To me, like the campaign. If you whatever you want to say, how bad it is, how good it is, whatever. I play through every campaign before I touch the multiplayer to learn the game. Precisely. So yeah, that, that's a part of it. So I, I think you've got two opinions here from people who have been involved with gaming for a long time. 
please bring back single player campaigns and don't half bake them. Really put some time into it. Put some it, time it into it. Like I mean, just because I'm saying I use it to learn the game, doesn't mean I don't want to be entertained. I love a good like, story. Like my biggest problem, you keep bringing up Titanfall and stuff. My biggest problem with that is like it has a campaign, but it's like it's well, it does. It's like, a hybrid campaign. It has a storyline to it. The problem is. You have to join an online lobby, which could be playing any of those story missions mm -hmm. at any point. I still don't know what happens. Like, there's robots, and something happens, and there's a war, and... Campaign is a, is a loose term for that. You're, you're fighting, and then so. someone wins, and I don't know. It, it, it's bizarre to me, but it's interesting. Well, you know, we, we've got a Titanfall 2. Evolve will probably be a franchise, I imagine. Uh, Battlefront is here Evolve to stay. I hope Evolve Evolve looks cool. Uh, but, you know, I will say... I. Evolve is fun. You've got to have the friends to play it, though. Yeah. Um, it, with the, the three ver four versus one. I I picked it up right at launch, and I barely touched it, but it's a game I plan on revisiting. Um, and, you know, you and I both love Destiny, and there's really arguably not a great story in that. There's, there's not, and every time we say, we want more story, they give us this little snapshot of story... And then, like, or they change actors, <laughs> or, they, or they change actors. They're like, "Oh, you want story? All right, we'll go get another guy for story." And it's like, oh, oh. Mm, I think I'd like to see Troy Baker next. <laughs> yeah. In instead of them saying, "All right, well, we'll give you more story," instead of the ghost going over and saying, "I'll open that door," now he says, "Hmm, there's this whole book on Toland's journal. Let me read it." All right, so yeah, this is what we need to do. Like, just, yeah. All right. It's well, an interesting choice. Right? Thanks for that story. <laughs> well. We want to hear what your thoughts are on this. Are you like us, or do you not care about the campaigns when it comes to shooters? Multiplayer is awesome, and Call of Duty nails it as good as anybody out there. Leave your comments uh, in the section below here on YouTube. Also visit us at our website, www.thegeekiverse.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Josiah DeLaroy. Adam? Can't really find me on Twitter. I don't really, use it, that, <laughs> I don't really use it that much. Um, but so you might want to just uh, follow the Geekiverse at <laughs> the follow the Geekiverse <laughs> or go subscribe to uh, Wing Gaming on YouTube, and you'll see a lot of uh, Let's Plays and stuff. And I've some commentaries. Uh, you can see him play some Destiny on there, and uh, I'm sure we're gonna. I'm sure I'm gonna have some guest stars. Probably someone sitting next to me at some point. We'll have we'll have something. We'll <laughs> we'll have something. Uh, I was talking about Jeff over there. Sorry. Whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it, and we'll have something cool for you, for you guys out there. Oh, thanks for watching.